it's got like a hundred grams of sugar. It's going to fucking kill you. Yes. Don't have I, one. Dude, I and s- then I clicked through it and you were next. <laughs> and you were like, Well, got the new Starbucks thing. Punch. All right, now we're uh, now we're testing it. We said earlier, like in a past episode, way earlier, that uh, if either one of us got a flat tire, we'd probably just die. Um, today's that the day. The, that was the episode with uh, with Randy Havens, where if that's we, right. The, doing adult stuff. If we yes. got a flat tire, we wouldn't know how to change it. We'd just die. Yes. So um, I think that I'm. I might be on the way. So God, <laughs> I've been good. I think. Let's. <laughs> so you got a, you got a flat tire uh, on the way to record. Uh, no, morning? I recognized it when I tried to go, but it was already flat. It was one of those, not one of those, because it hasn't happened. Uh, you back up and you're hearing that kind of sound. Cars driving weird. My car's so good it doesn't drive weird. So I knew something was up. You got in the car and didn't notice that. I guess you don't look for it when you're getting in the car and you're like right. a little distracted, but that was not like a semi-flat tire. That was a fucking rim on the asphalt flat tire. Yes, that was like uh that was a Do you fucking... know how you did it? No. No. Okay. And uh so one little side effect of uh my bitchin' car is that for some reason on Sonatas, they uh the tire pressure light thing can come on when it's when there's nothing wrong, you know, uh, like that. That sensor is wonky, and apparently that's just a thing that happens in Sonatas. And you can go to the mechanic, and they just press a button, and it fucking gets rid of it. But so whenever that comes on, I'm not concerned about it. Every now and then I'll check it, but it came on last night, and I was like, okay, cool, whatever, who cares, bitch. And then I got in the car this morning, and it is flat as fuck. Um, so now, yeah, now we find out how I can survive. Uh, I would not be shocked if come time to record Sunday's episode or Monday's episode, I still don't have a functioning car. I could see myself making this worse. I could... <laughs> you have two flat tires by right. Sunday's episode. I tried to fucking change the tire and now fucking there's no gas in the car anymore. Don't know how that fucking happened. I punctured a bunch of shit. I just... There's... There's way too much antifreeze now. I'm going to call... I mean, I guess... That's not a bad look, right? If I call AAA to be like, I have a flat tire, that's what you're, that's what you're paying for, right? Yeah. Yeah. Those guys can do it. Yeah. I mean, if you if you have AAA, you might as well use them. Yeah. It's a fun little reminder, though, that if shit ever goes down, I bring nothing to the table. I bring... If we're in, like, an apocalypse-type s- setting, then... A, let's fucking pray that we go that we're the fucking first to go because yeah. we're doing we're doing no good for anybody. I'm not hunting and I'm and I'm too lazy to scavenge, so I'm useless. Yeah, and like I wouldn't want to confront people and be like, "Hey, do you have do you have food?" That's so fucking rude. If someone asks me if they can have one of my fries, I'm like, "I'll fucking kill you." So I don't <laughs> want to get into these things where it's like, "Do you have canned goods?" Just fucking take me. Uh, if the grid goes down, you're a big grid goes down guy. <sighs> if the grid goes down, yeah. I'm out of here. I'm out of here real quick. So what do you mean you're out of here? You kill yourself? I'm killing myself immediately. Yeah, I don't think I, uh, let's get some cyanide capsules. If the grid goes <laughs> down, then it's like, if the, if the power goes up for like four hours or even close to that, 
I'll at least give consideration into killing myself. You know what's funny is uh, so some like my my family members know that I'm a uh, watch out for if the grid goes down kind of guy, and one of my cousins was like. Oh yeah, DJ's. Uh, so I explained to her what it means. You know, like if there's a cyber attack, if they take out the grid, there would just be all these consequences, and it would really put us in a bad spot, and a lot of people would die. And she was like, "Oh, so I get what you're saying. You don't know what you'd be able to do without Twitter." And I was like, "Man, this isn't about fucking Twitter. If you if you get rid of Twitter, I'm actually okay with that. Nah, That's a cyber a- attack I could get on board with. <laughs> I would be, I, I would be if like, Twitter out, force Twitter out of my life. That'd be fucking wonderful. Yeah, it would, but I'd be, I'd be pretty pissed about it. That'd be like 80% of my unhappiness will, if they just took Twitter. Cause I wouldn't be able to complain about anything. Nobody would be listening to me complain. And that's taken away a skill. Right. Right. Yeah. You're taking away one of the good, few good things that I'm good at. Yeah, so your your thing is like if the grid goes down, I can run social media for people, and they're like, nah, nope, <laughs> that wouldn't like, be there. The the silver lining and terrible things happening, or like, I don't know, is like, that you can make you, jokes, that you can make jokes, and that there's like a sense of community that you're all going through it. But yes. if the grid goes down, you can't share that experience with anybody outside of your direct vicinity. Yeah. So and that not, means real human interactions, and I'm fucking out on that. No thanks. Right. So, uh, knock on wood, that shit doesn't happen for a lot of reasons. Mainly so we could stay alive, but also we don't want to feel inadequate. Uh, so that's a uh, I got a flat tire in that's, that's uh, the world existential crisis from DJ after right. a flat tire. Uh, this is gonna be a. I think this is gonna be a pretty fast moving episode. We have a lot of topics. But not any like real heavy hitters. But we got yeah. some. So the biggest thing this week, I guess, is uh, Haim has teased new music. Yes, uh, that happened, and I just. Yes, that's like the most exciting thing I could see, and it was the way it was teased was perfect. It was so it's, good. It's just a video of Danielle Danielle Haim tracking drums, and she has. I mean, everyone talks about Esty's bass face. But Danielle's I'm doing anything face A is awesome because it's her face and she's got a fucking dope ass face shouts to her on the looks. But she has such a fucking like I'm rocking this shit kind of look and it's unbelievable. Yeah, she has like this really unassuming face like where it's she's she looks kind of innocent and like quiet and reserved. And then she gets into the into tracking drums and she's just like just monster face and I'm so into it. Oh, I fucking love her. Uh, this shows how uh, much I've been waiting for Newheim. I watched the video twice, and on the second time of watching it, I knew what song she was tracking. Really? She's tracking that uh, Nothing's Wrong. You know, that there's two new ones they've played. They've played uh, Give Me Just a Little of Your Love. That's like the really boppy one. And then Nothing's Wrong was like the super Fleetwood Mac song. That one. Okay. I remember they played a couple new songs at Lollapalooza last year. Yeah. I don't remember the songs in in you know specifically, but I do remember that they were all of them were really good. Yeah, I was a uh, as soon as I got back from Lollapalooza. Oh no, they'd actually they played those at Boston Calling too. So I'd done the kind of look up a million videos of them playing those new songs thing. Okay. Um, I'm fucking pumped. So the. They teased that with uh, April 27th. Now, yes. I don't know. As Heim fans, 
are we really being smart guys if we say there's a new album on april 27th? i don't think i don't think april i don't think the new album is april 27th i would imagine that there's new music on april 27th so how high would it be of them to on april 27th give us the 32nd itunes clip of oh, that'd be so dick that would but it wouldn't be a huge shock or they could pull the kendrick and be and on april 27th be like the, the album is begins. the new music is coming on may 1st <laughs> yeah uh honestly i wouldn't even hate it if on april 27th it's just a video of sd tracking bass and then they're like March 4th, and then on March 4th, it's just a picture, it's just a video of fucking Alana smiling. Working backwards in time here. March does not ca- So, after I got the flat tire, I was, I walked and I got a cup of coffee, and I never started drinking it, so that's there why I'm go. going backwards months-wise. Uh, <laughs> April, May comes after April, so yeah, they'll Death. be like May 4th, and then it's a fucking video of Alana just fucking bopping around. Uh, someone tweeted to me when we... So we they put out that video. You had a better tweet than me, by the way. Mine was, mine was let's fucking go. Yours was, oh, God, it's happening. Everybody stay fucking calm. Yep. That's the black effect. Um, but April 27th, Newheim anything. I'll fucking take it. That's also a sign that we're going to die, by the way. The fucking Is Cubs won not- the World Series. <laughs> Uh, Heim's making new music. Heim's making new music. It's just, it's just not happening. Uh, Moo also put out a new song. Uh, she did. I listened to it this morning. Uh, not crazy about it. I give it like a D plus. Yeah, it's not very good. It's um, very just run of the mill. I don't even. I don't know if I want to like put her in this box, but because I think that she's super talented, and obviously she's been doing it for a long time, but. I don't know why Moo would do anything other than like just create like an anthem banger that has like a <laughs> awesome drop and dance beat. Yes, yes. Dance break. Yes, that's she's found her thing. And it's okay to put her in this box cuz she'll get out of it at some point. Her early stuff wasn't like this and that was awesome and now she's kind of transitioned yeah. into this and that's great. But don't do kind of This sounds like it would be a fucking filler song on uh charlie xcx double album or something you know (laughs) it would be it's pretty accurate it'd be like the 17th best song on a charlie xcx album and for me like i think moose got it all over her so i definitely i wouldn't even like i wouldn't even give it a second thought and i would just glance over it if it was just a uh if it was just a song on on her new album but the fact that she released it as like a single is is a little disheartening and a little concerning because it's not good at all yeah well it's not bad but it's it's there's nothing too redeeming about it i'm hoping if that's going to be on this album that she claims she's making i uh i'm really hoping that's the worst song on it it's good enough to be the worst song on an on a good album you know yeah no i agree with that yeah um but and and i mean good albums can't have bad songs you know who i was listening to this week i don't know why i was listening to fun this week remember those chaps ah did you like them rest in peace yeah no i I really idiots i really really liked fun uh for the month that they were alive so am i wrong for saying they could have been maroon five if they 
just, just fucking kept doing it. The the good Maroon Five or the Maroon Five that we've all come to know and hate. Either or, just they would be fucking everywhere. I like. I, yeah. I think that, that Nate Roos is. I mean, yeah, he's he ugly. has the voice. He has the voice, and I mean, would you say he's ugly? Oh yeah, he's an ugly dude. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's not going to get the. He's not going to get the Adam Levine sex symbol status, but right. I think that he has the voice where he would be like a. He would just be like a, a dude that everybody goes to for features. I mean, they kind of already do, now. Right. But like, if he if he built up his his stake with with fun, then yeah. he would have he would have been like a huge feature artist, and they would have just they would have just credited fun instead of uh, instead of you know Nehru's. He went solo way too fucking early. I think that he yeah. got he got that kind of um, as Chris Rock would say he was he was doing the uh, the big dick walk with the little dick. <laughs> he didn't. Uh, I don't think he he quite realized that he they I mean they were on top of the world with with fucking two songs they needed another fucking full album you know who nate roos could be and he actually may be this already um a mix between adam levine and rob thomas i don't know that's that seems like a a reach that's too good for him no i think that's like a reach for comparison wise like why i don't i don't understand the connection there because he sure as fuck isn't cool (laughs) <laughs> like adam levine is cool he's sexy he's got is adam levine really cool though not really uh i think he's cool no um, he's not he's not cool let me think he's like i don't i feel like in my heart of hearts i don't like him like would you uh, enjoy hanging out with adam levine i don't think so no no and whenever i've seen him on um what's the show that the voice yeah. when he does the voice um he he comes off like a douche, like a yeah, total douche. The Hollywood douchebag. He does like the. Uh, I was watching an episode where someone was uh, they were working with him or whatever, and he ran over to the drum kit and started playing the drums. And it was such it was a total fucking Justin Bieber. Let me remind you that I know how to yeah. play the fucking drums thing. And this is going to sound bad in an episode where we just fucking jacked off our dicks over Danielle Heim. Danielle Heim, who's known best, I guess, as a guitarist for tracking drums, but it's not fucking impressive. If you're a musician and you're like, I can also play drums, cool, man. Like, do you want us to give you more money <laughs> because you can do what everyone says is the fucking easiest job in the business? Get the fuck out of here. It's it's different when it's like when it's a Heim sister because you know that they like they genuinely record their own music, like yeah. they. They like really appreciate the process and stuff. And then there's here's fucking Adam Levine who went from making good music to just being a, a pop goddamn like right fucking I don't even know what to call him. And it's like every he's fucking doing now. Every drum that you hear on anything Adam Levine does is like programmed. And right. It's, it's super produced and like yeah. it's not it's just manufactured to be hits. Right. Not, not Which, like for not for like the enjoyment of music really which is fine but don't do like the don't do, don't that do like, the, like don't, don't do like jam. don't do like i'm the artist thing i'm an artist yeah. thing when you just like put out these garbage pop songs that are so throwaway is uh is rob thomas cool rob thomas is definitely not cool <laughs> i think that rob thomas i follow rob thomas on twitter do you follow rob thomas i do not 
I don't know how it started, but it's it's been a it's been a fucking great experience. I think that the coolest thing Rob Thomas has ever done is being it's always sunny in Philadelphia. That was really cool. Uh, no, he tweeted during an award show. This actually may be how I started to follow him. Mark Anthony was presenting an award, and he was just like skinny and sickly looking or whatever. And uh, Rob Thomas tweeted something like, "Hey, anyone know where to get weed other than?" Uh, mark anthony right now or something <laughs> it was fucking hilarious um i don't know if rob thomas wants to be cool no he tweets uh, he, a lot about yeah. uh he tweets a lot about um like what him and his wife are doing he'll do he'll do like date night tweets and stuff like that oh so he likes to brag cool cool rob yeah. thomas yeah um rob thomas has had some fucking good solo songs though I think I like Rob yeah, Thomas. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't dislike Rob Thomas, and I actually like Matchbox 20. But Is, I think Rob Thomas, no, this was last summer. Rob Thomas uh, came to the Pavilion, which is a cool venue in Boston right on the water. And it's basically, if anyone that you remotely like goes there, you should go to that concert and drink a thousand beers, and it's a great time. I wish I'd gone to Rob Thomas and made a whole fucking day of like, we're going to see, going to see Rob done the whole fucking dave thing really built up going to see rob thomas be a great time uh father john misty's playing there i'm very excited did you get your ticket no but i'm is it sold out that's one of those things man even if it is like i'll weasel my way in right like you'll fucking get a ticket if you have to spend 60 bucks instead of 45 then yeah who cares we're we're fucking flush right now (laughs) Um, uh guess what i did this week uh Fucking watch a lot of hockey, burn the candle at both ends, uh, found a way to still drink too much. Yes? Yeah, that's pretty pretty accurate. Same. Nice. <laughs> um, but I also, I tried one of those uh, unicorn frappuccinos oh, yeah. from Starbucks. Yeah, content, boy. Everyone was fucking on that shit. Dude, that was like one of the... So that was like a stupid-ass little review thing that I did just as a joke. Yeah, why do people do that? Uh, I don't know, but I decided to do it. I'm not no, I'm not knocking you at all. I mean, if people are doing it, then you got to fucking jump in there. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm just saying, why were people doing it? I'm not blaming you for following the crowd. Definitely, always follow the crowd. Following the crowd is the fuck. Where would we be without following people? Well, I was just kind of bored, and I wanted to try one of those things. So I was, I had seen everybody posting it on social media, and everybody was losing their fucking minds over this unicorn frappuccino from starbucks so i went down and i got one uh and then i just i posted a nice little review on uh on instagram yeah and dude i got that was probably like the the thing that i've done in the past like month or two months that has pulled in the most people for me really yeah dude i got like a hundred instagram followers and i got like yeah dude like like 150 people added me on snapchat it was ridiculous uh I have no idea how the hell this happened. I don't think I even have a hundred Instagram followers anyway. <laughs> that's pretty. That's that's good stuff. Um, it was uh, it was wild. And by the way, those things suck. Oh man, they're yeah, really so bad. I watched them. So I watched these two things back to back. So one of my favorite spin instructors at the Handlebar had just posted a thing, and uh, it was I think it was on Snapchat or Instagram or whatever, and she was like. Yo, like this new uh, Starbucks thing. 
love about the people at Handlebar is they're not like um, go home and only eat egg whites and all this shit. They're like, drink beers, live your fucking life, just come and work out and have a good time. Like they're just they're normal fucking awesome people. But she was like, so like this thing's going viral or whatever. Love doing shit for Instagram. It's all about like fucking doing crazy stuff don't fucking do this dumb starbucks thing it's got <laughs> it's got like a hundred grams of sugar it's going to fucking kill you yeah, don't have I, one dude I and s- then i clicked through it and you were next <laughs> and you were like well got the new starbucks thing i swear to god and i so i did like the review thing and i posted it on instagram and like less than five minutes later somebody sent me a message with like the uh the nutrition label yeah, yeah, yeah. and i was like oh god and and before that, like, is while I was doing the review, I was drinking it. And literally as I was drinking it, I was like, I'm getting a stomach ache. And then five minutes later, somebody's like, yeah, because it has a thousand grams of sugar in it. And I was like, well, that makes sense. That explains why I feel like I'm going to have a stomach ache for the next eight hours. Jesus, that sounds fucking terrible. And I know that we've, we've talked about this before, like, like, ooh, don't order gay drinks or whatever. Or like people, dudes. Who oh, my like, God. Order every single fuck. Like, if. If it's being called a gay drink, fucking have it. Well, I would, that, that's why I was definitely not afraid to just go and just fucking. So, oh, so th- this is the gayest looking drink of right. all. Right. So you you brunches America did. Yes, exactly. You, you were defiantly embracing. That was what? that was about half the reason that I want that I went and got one of those. One, you know, half, half was because I was intrigued and wanted to try it, and the other half was like, I bet there are dudes that are scared to buy this drink, so I'm gonna fucking brunches America them and tell them that it's okay. You know what? That's awesome. You know what? Keep your receipt. Uh, brunch is gonna brunch is gonna <laughs> reimburse you. You can expect that. We're gonna frame it and put it in the studio. Yes, that was that was. Uh, I respect that move. Yeah, like I said, if everyone's fucking doing this dumb thing, for sure, for sure, just fucking do it. Uh, but it it did look gross. It was, gross. it was it was only made for social media, right? Yeah, basically. Like, like Starbucks yeah. only came out with that because they were like, people will freak out. Like, let's make the most unhealthy, weird looking fucking thing in the world. And then everyone will talk about it. And then the social media will start doing yeah. it. And they're basically the, the idea was just let's just make a drink that's weird looking and like has bright colors and people will post it online. Uh, you know what I did this week? Speaking of dumping a bunch of sugar into your body. What's that? I went to breakfast and got pancakes because there was a thing. There was like a special that was, it was like eggs, bacon, home fries, and pancakes. And that's the only way that you can fucking have pancakes. But that's not always available. That's not always on the table. You know, you don't, you can't order, like we've had this discussion before. You can only have pancakes if you're also having real food with it, which is why no one ever has pancakes. Uh, speaking of pancakes, today's the one-year anniversary of Prince's death. Oh, man. Then in that case, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end up putting Prince on the playlist. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, do we want now? Let's do yeah. that now, then. Okay, cool. Um, all right. So I am going to take off two of my own. I'm going to take off Heart is Full by uh, Mike Snow and Run the Jewels. And I'm going to also take off uh, Wash Up by Bridget Kearney. Ooh, that was short-lived. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, 
I'm go. I was going to put on that song. This is why I'm hot, just because I like the idea of putting on a song which whose title and artist I'm not sure of. And then when we add it, we have to like look up who fucking sings it. I think that's a funny thing. Maybe one week we can do that, where we're only allowed to add songs that we we're not sure of what they are. Um, so I'm gonna take off. So I'm not adding. This is why I'm hot. I'm going to add "When You Were Mine" by Prince. That's off. They. I forget what album it is. It's called like Dirty Something, and it is the fucking dirtiest album of all fucking time. There's a song in it called Head that is about head. Nice. Very clearly. (laughs) Um, Didn't see that coming. Right. So, yeah, I'll put When You Were Mine on there. That's That's one of my favorite Prince tunes. And over the weekend, I learned that our guy Randy Havens is a big fan of ween and here's the thing about us ween fans we know that there are there are a lot of us but they're hard to fucking find because ween is a weird fucking band and we don't use the the r word but to people who don't like ween ween looks like a couple of that word so <laughs> so i found out th- this weekend that Randy likes Ween, and we had like a a little back and forth on Twitter about how great Ween is. So for Randy, I'm going to put on a Ween song that very much captures Brunches America. It is called Boys Club, and it is just about hanging out with the boys. And the lyrics kind of go back and forth about whether Boys Club is gay or not. And it's just, it's great. So <laughs> people play Boys Club this weekend. Have a good time with that. Pete, what you got? All right. So how, do you take off one of mine or two of yours? I took off two of mine. I thought we were doing three, too, by the way. Fuck. All right. I'm going to add, this is why I'm hot. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Classic. And then I'll also, let me take off one of yours. Uh Let's take off uh shit. This is a toughie. Oh, I'm gonna take off uh another girl, another planet. Okay. See it, Blink. That was one lived one again. Week, one yeah. week one week song. Um all right, so I gotta take off two of my own and one of yours. Yes, sir. Hmm. Okay. Uh I'm gonna add Going Home or uh, Not Going Home by uh this band called Great Good Fine Okay. I've heard of it. That, that's is that uh no, I've heard of good good bad or something or good good not bad or something like that. Yeah, that's a different that's a different band. Okay. Right. I think that might be an album or something. I don't know. But yeah, this is great, good, fine, okay. Uh and not going home. Uh I heard that song this week for the first time. I'm not sure if it's new or old, but I dug it. Okay. Uh, and I'm gonna pull off I'm gonna pull off Delilah by Florence and the Machine. Oh, okay, but let's let's uh quickly acknowledge that song's the fucking best song ever. <laughs> Delilah. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Um, and then I'm going to swap out for my second one. I'm going to uh, 40 Ounce on Repeat is uh, a really, really great song by Fiddler. Yeah, um, probably my favorite. But, is. but I'm going to replace it with West Coast. Yeah. Which is, which is a really, really great song from Fiddler. And it's. It's a really good cruising song. Like if you're if you're in the car, windows down, we're getting to that point in the uh in 
in the year. Like it's the spring, spring's here, summer's right around the corner, weather's nice. Roll down those windows, put on West Coast by Fiddler. It's a great I song. I love that pick. Also, I want, uh, I know that Fiddler was here like two months ago. I think I want Fiddler to be one of those bands that comes every six months and you see 10,000 times. Yeah, I'm going to see them every time that they're around. Yeah, they put on a great show. It's like, uh, that's like Diary of Planet for me too. Uh, those two bands that I need to see every time they're here. Yeah, boy. Uh, and then finally, I'm going to add Young Blood by The Naked and the Famous. Or The Naked and Famous. Nice. Also a great song that I heard this week for the first time. So a couple new ones for me. And I'm going to pull off. Uh, so do I have to pull off two of my own now? Uh, yes. No, you have to pull off. Uh, oh, I have to pull off one of my own because I just swapped yeah. out. Um, all right. I'm going to pull so much pressure here. Also, I might make a change to, I might not put on, this is why I'm hot because I thought of another song I want to add. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know what? I'm going to pull off clairvoyant by the story so far, because we already had, yeah. Kellen on. we had Kellen on. Too so much Kellen. <laughs> so. Get out of here. Kellen. Uh, we, we suckered him on by we we buttered him up by putting him on the playlist. Now that we had him on, fuck you, Kellen. Gotcha, bitch. <laughs> um, Kellen was awesome, by the way. That right. was a fun rig rundown. Yeah. Did you like the rig rundown? Uh, it didn't make the show. So. <laughs> did you cut it out? I think so. Okay, so uh, we did a uh, rig rundown. I don't know if <laughs> like music nerds ever see this. There are a lot of videos where. Um, bands and musicians will be on and they're like all right we're talking to like the zach brown bands clay cook about what his rig is and then it'll it's just him like yeah i play a les paul through like a a marshall stack and i've got these pedals and i try to use them in this order in the in the chain and i find that if i keep my treble pickup this low then right so like it's so not fucking interesting it's the least interesting thing in the world but people are that's Kellen's why i cut it that's why I, i'm pretty i'm pretty sure that i cut kellen's out of the podcast just because it was like nobody's really gonna care about this so that's it, why it, it, i it, want it, to do it but it, like to play up like these are this is the worst fucking thing and his answer was basically like uh i don't really care man i just i play what's the lightest because we have to we have to carry it everywhere right i mean no so he i think i think that he got the joke and appreciated it that it's because it was it was posed as um what's more interesting a musician talking about their rig or any fucking white guy talking about their fantasy football team and because those are basically the same thing like you you just hear people saying things and words you've heard before and names and you're like i don't fucking care so uh, that was a cool rig, rig rundown you guys missed out on it um so I think I'm not going to put on This Is Why I'm Hot. I'm going to put on uh, a song off the Mark Ronson album, which was really, really... That was an awesome album. I feel like people only listened to Uptown Funk, and that makes me sad because there were some great songs on it. Um, I'm going to put on a song called In Case of Fire, and that one is really cool because when that he had a bunch of guest vocalists on it, and like obviously Bruno Mars, Mystical, the dude from uh, Tame Impala, uh, Kevin Parker. And on In Case of Fire, I was like, whose fucking voice is this? I don't, I don't think I know who this is. I looked it up and it's 
one of my fucking favorite producers, Jeff Basker, singing. Really? So, yeah. And it's awesome. It sounds like a Stevie Wonder song. It's fucking great. Um, it's it's really, really one of my favorite songs from like 2015. So I'm going to put In Case of Fire on there. That's a great song. And it's just when Mark Ronson works with anybody great, it's always fucking good. Except for that Lady Gaga album. That wasn't that good. It was okay. It was, wasn't the best. Um, so yeah. So my three are Boys Club, um, fucking whatever else I put on. And yeah. Uh, uh, okay. We got a couple of reviews too. Nice. The first one, Hot Guys and Taylor Swift's exes. There's a Ooh. lot of those. Uh, the Brunch Boys somehow get Taylor Swift on to promote her new album. Things start to heat up when the boys ask Taylor if she has seen the new Baywatch movie. That sparks a Zac Efron heat check where the next 10 minutes are spent talking about Zac Efron movies and the boys trying to convince Taylor that the Neighbors franchise is the best ever franchise ever made. <laughs> Things then heat up even more when DJ... By the way, we didn't say that, that Neighbors was the best franchise I like that. I, I like that this is kind of taken on a life of its own. All we only said that it was better was, than The Godfather. <laughs> right. We just confidently said it was better than a more successful franchise that neither of us had seen classic move so i guess i mean people say that the godfather franchise is like the best in in history so i guess if we say that neighbors is better than it then we're saying that that neighbors is the best in history that's actually but yeah it's a, is that, that was that was indirect yeah yes uh so hold on uh best ever made things then heat up even more when dj brings up the exes of taylor Wow, that would be a bold thing to do in an interview with Taylor Swift. And the boys decide who is hot and who is just a weatherman. Uh, the verdict was hot. 2009 John Mayer, uh, Harry Styles, Connor Kennedy, and Calvin Harris. The weathermen were Taylor Lautner, Jake Gyllenhaal. Wow, I have a problem with that. Hey, Ray, like, I appreciate Tom, you trying. Tom Hiddleston. Tom Hiddleston uh, and Joe Jonas. I believe, I mean, I think he, he's onto something there with, with Joe Jonas and, and Tom Hiddleston. Yeah, um, but so who is in there? Jake Gyllenhaal is a fucking babe. And, Jake Gyllenhaal is not a weatherman. Yeah. I would say neither is Taylor Lautner. Right. Um, I would definitely agree that... Um, I would definitely agree that Harry Styles would belong in the hot guys. Oh, absolutely. Harry Styles is like a... He's very weird looking, but weird in a in a like a an attractive sense, and and I think that's like the best attractive to be because you can't get it anywhere else. Right. Like nobody nobody is uh, duplicating Harry Styles, uh, just his vibe. Right. Yeah. That's. And if you try, it'll be fucking obvious as fuck. You know, because he's got this yeah. like mangy but still kind of put together thing that's going on. It's very, very, yeah. it's, it's it's very, very attractive. It's hard it's to do. Stuff. It's and, one of the hardest hots to be. So good for right. him. Yes. Um, uh, well, and then, that, oh, sorry. Uh, and then it it goes on. The Taylor Swift episode got national publicity and landed the bad boys of podcasting on the Kathy Lee and Hoda Today Show, uh, where they finally had an actual excuse to drink red wine before 11 a.m. Ultimately, this episode shot brunch above part of my take, and the real bad boys of podcasting haven't looked back since. Wow. 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 Good for us. Uh, it, there are some people out there who are kind of – I'll come across tweets from time to time. People are using the term "real bad boys" of podcasting. It's I nice of you. 
Nice of you. There might, that uh, might be a t-shirt coming soon. Right. Uh, so this one's weird because I glanced at this while you were reading the last one. And it talks about a lot of, it talks about some people that I've worked with over the years and I don't know how to feel about it. So I'm going to read it and I'm just going to say I'm creeped out. Um, it's called the bad boys get a restraining order by anonymous person. Long time listener, first time reviewer. But after the latest episode, I couldn't help myself. The episode where the bad boys have on David Posternock of the Boston Bruins is simply elite. It started off tame enough, asking him questions about Boston, the team, the life of a professional hockey player, what his favorite pasta dishes are, the correct pronunciation of his name. Turns out DJ was wrong the whole time. Never. Things quickly start to spiral out of control when Pete began to call him Precious Angel Child, and DJ kept asking if they could get matching tattoos. Things really got out of hand when DJ broke out his semi-erotic fan fiction about he and Patrice Bergeron getting married and adopting Pasta and Pete as their children. Pasta Knox seemed pretty creeped out, but to my surprise, did stick around until DJ got to the smutty parts of his story in which he hightailed it out, taking Summer with him. The cherry on top, however, was when a few days later, Pete and DJ were delivered restraining orders by Poster Knox lawyer. Five out of five stars, a perfect episode. Uh, weirdest fucking review ever. <laughs> also, I know Poster Knox agent, and that would be. I only know Poster Knox. I, I would just. This is the weird. That's the weirdest fucking thing in the world. <laughs> I love <That's>, it. <laughs> I love it. It's so weird. I was reading it with a horrified look on my face, and I looked up every now and then at you, and you were just fucking delighted. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed that one. Yeah. I, I enjoyed the I enjoyed the part where, it, uh, well, I didn't like the question. We definitely wouldn't have asked him about the life of a professional hockey player or what his favorite pasta dishes no, are. No. Um, but I do like the idea of <laughs> of me calling him Press's angel child in the interview, and Just you asking like if, casually. Yeah. yeah, and you asking if he could get matching tattoos because that's a bold ass move. Yeah. Did you speaking of match tattoos? Did you see that John Mayer posted? Uh, yes, little, with Ed Sheeran. That was yeah. that was so fucking cool. Also, I saw I saw pictures of of like Mayor before he had he posted that, and I saw the cat tattoo on his arm, and I was like, "What the fuck? That's oh, really, really that's yeah. yeah, that's really weird." He's not a cat guy. You know what's funny? Uh, other than you knowing that John Mayer is not a cat guy, uh, <laughs> is uh, that if you were to show me that cat and be like, "Guess which person in the world drew it." I would guess Ed, Ed Sheeran. Sheeran. Doesn't that look like Ed Sheeran's drawing? Yes, it really does. It's a it's shitty so- cat. It's like this fucking garbage ass drawing of a cat, but it's good enough where you're like, ah, that's probably Ed Sheeran. Right. It's weird that I I feel like I know how Ed Sheeran draws. I mean, when you look at Ed Sheeran's tattoos, it's he probably drew half of them. Maybe because he has, he has very shitty tattoos. Ed Sheeran has like a bear though. So in that picture, there was near the tattoo that John Mayer drew for Ed Sheeran, which Ed uh, John Mayer just drew an arrow <laughs> onto pointing onto Ed Sheeran that said "cool guy" with a K. Uh, great what tattoo. A fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, great fucking tattoo. Um, and uh, but near that tattoo, Ed Sheeran has like a bear or something. It's like a cartoon bear. That's cool. He's got some weird ass tattoos. Oh, I'm pretty. Sh- I'm pretty sure he has a gigantic lion in the middle of his chest. Really? Yeah. Um. Man, I've been getting the itch for another tattoo of late, but I don't fucking know. Um, a weird thing that happened this week that I wanted to talk about. Uh, HBO <laughs> recut 
a new trailer for The Wire. Oh yeah, in 2017. Did you end up watching it or no? I did. Uh, what did I write? I wrote something down about it. Um, go I, have, ahead. I have a take on it. I have a take on it. It's. I mean, the the trailer was good, and I I'll never. I'll never not appreciate new, new, uh, anything new from the wire that right. comes out. Like anything new that comes out from the wire is a blessing. So if they were uh, to do like, a, like, like we remastered the audio of the wire, watch the whole series. You'd be like, okay, like, yep. In <laughs> any excuse. Uh, but, but I, this, for, for some reason, this one really rubbed me the wrong way just because of what it's trying to accomplish. It's trying to accomplish people to, to to stream the wire on HBO Go and HBO Now and watch it in 2017 which by all means you should do that but if there's anybody out there in the world who needs a, a recut trailer of the wire in 2017 to right, that's them th- to watch the wire then go fuck yourself that's Let- no one's introduction that's no one's uh like recommend first recommendation of the like, wire we're th- were there people sitting around being like, ah, I'm really on the fence about The Wire. Right. I'm not sure. And then this trailer comes out and they're like, oh, I guess I'll give it a shot. If those Ooh. people exist, fuck those people. <laughs> this <laughs> Wire program looks pretty good. Um, 90, 90% of the talk about The Wire is about how it's the best show in the history of television. Yes. And so if you're not if like, if like, you're not hearing people being like, this is the greatest show in the history of television, you're like, huh, I should maybe check this one out. You, you have know to see a fucking recut trailer in 2017. Get off your fucking high horse. I wrote uh, down The Wire. Two minutes and 41 seconds without Bubs. Good enough for me. That's a good sell job. Or was it? <laughs> Bubs wasn't in it. He was in it for what, like a couple he? seconds. Oh, man. I don't like him. I they really they went they went uh, strong on the kids in that trailer. Yeah, they went... Uh, yeah, it was very season five. Season five is that the last one? Yeah, it was very season five heavy on that trailer. Um, so when Aaron Hernandez died, I was uh, talking to my coworker Mike, who does not like pop culture references. If you've ever seen uh, the two of us working together, and it's kind of unbelievable. I learned that he's not heard of The Wire. Not not heard of it. Not heard of the wire, so we were um, we were just like talking off the air, and I was we were just talking about the Aaron Hernandez thing, and I was saying I know that it's since been ruled a suicide, but I was uh, I was a little suspicious the day it came out, like I think a lot of people were, and I was like I don't know I like would it be too crazy if he got D'Angelo'd, and he was like oh what's what's uh that and i was like oh d'angelo from the wire and he he was he's not as angry off the air he was like oh you're gonna have to help me out with that i was like (laughs) the wire he was like i don't have time for it what is it and that's fucking crazy that's like you've heard of seinfeld you've heard of friends you've heard of the wire Right, like someone's yeah. suggested no, the so wire to you. I think I think not watching the wire in 2017 is infuriating, uh, but not hearing about the wire in 2017 is impressive. <laughs> it's fucking wild. So yeah, uh, do we have anything else? Uh, when's Baywatch come out? Uh, soon, I hope, but I'm not sure. <laughs> okay, that's a nice little <laughs> update on Baywatch. Let's see when does uh, it come out. I have two things. Two quotes that came out this week that I was huge fans of. 
Um, two quotes this week that I was a huge fan of. Um, the first was Richard Simmons broke his silence. Oh, yeah. Uh, we've not discussed this. I don't give a fuck about that. Do you? No, not really. I okay. thought it was I thought it was interesting that this dude just dropped off the face of the earth for a couple of years. Hmm. But um, yeah, so I guess like people have been obsessed with him trying to figure out like what he's doing. He guess he like locked himself in his house and shit like that. Yeah. Now it's, now it's subject of podcasts of, of investigative reports, shit like that. So he basically came out and was like, stop worrying about me. I've just been feeling under the weather. This guy's been missing for like three years. Yeah. So that's a, that's a hilarious quote to just come up and be like, I've been feeling under the weather for the past three years. That's a, uh, I kind of admire it. I, I, I love it. I like the idea of taking a three year sick day. Yeah, I also like that's also like a none of your fucking business kind of thing. Yeah, it's like I, I'm not feeling great. Leave me the fuck alone. So th- that that I guess kind of brings this this episode full circle in that like I don't think that I'm sick and dying or anything like that, but I like the idea of just being like I'm just I know that that physically I'm probably okay, but just i need like I, a, I need like two months to just not do anything right now <laughs> right uh and good for him if 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 that's what he he wants to do if you if you're in, he, yeah if you're in the position where you can lock yourself up for like three years and not have the responsibilities to to do anything yeah that's go for it all the power to you exactly that's a fucking office spaces america the in the second the second quote was from netflix's ceo this week who said that their biggest com- the biggest competitor is not Hulu, not Amazon. None of those other streaming sites are Amazon's or are uh, Netflix's biggest competitor. Netflix's biggest competitor is the need for sleep. One million percent true. Love it. Love yeah, that he that, has the fucking balls to go there because he's right. right. That's that is a wildly cocky statement, but it's very hard to argue with. Yeah, it's. It's completely true. I mean, we've talked about this. Um, I will do the fall asleep watching Netflix thing and then wake up uh, at the end of it because, like, at the end of Parks and Rec, there's always, like, the loud, uh, like, the end credits, you know, where they show the production companies and stuff. That always wakes you up because that's always really loud. And then the move right after that is to say, all right, well, I fell asleep, but I'm awake now. So let's crush this next episode. <laughs> and you do that and you just wake up like 3,000 times. It's basically like Netflix gives you sleep apnea where you sleep, you you fall asleep at say midnight and you get up at eight. But really you've been waking up uh, like every 21 minutes to to change to the next episode because you keep getting woken up. Do you know what sleep yeah. apnea is? Yes. Yeah. So it's, yeah, that's a fun little take I just had. <laughs> Uh, a sad thing that happened to me this week. I, I've been excited for Fargo to come back. Oh yeah, for forever. Um, you don't watch that show because you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, you really don't have any excuse either. Like you could jump on it now because it's an anthology. Yeah. Um. So, but uh, I was really excited for the premiere. It was this week. I've been looking forward to it for months. Um, but it's also the NHL playoffs, so I'm not getting much sleep. I tried to watch the premiere episode of Fargo at like 3 p.m. yesterday. Yeah. Fell asleep like to half an hour into it. Really sad. Oh, that that's place brutal. Be in my life. Yeah. I uh, I might be taking a little break from Better Call Saul. I think I might binge watch it at the end of its season. Um, 
I tried to watch the first episode, fell asleep during that as well. So I think first episode I don't think was that good. So I'm gonna stock up on like three or four episodes and then I'll get into it. Nice. Um Silicon Valley comes back this week. Oh, no way. I know. That's super Is that exciting. Sunday? That's Sunday. Yeah. God, there's too many fucking shows coming so back on while I'm still doing playoffs. So that's the thing. Like, the playoffs are. They're, they're so fucking time consuming that you can't fucking do anything else. So maybe that's why. That's why I'm kind of glad there's that I don't really have any shows going on right now because I would just be fucking miserable. But yeah, I'm fucking pumped for that to return. People are reviewing it. They're saying the first episode wasn't that good, but I'm always happy watching Silicon Valley. Silicon Valley is like, I just always fucking want that content, even if it's not good. And that's basically, I feel like kind of the same way about new girl. Like I'm going to, I'm always going to watch new girl. I'll recognize that it's not good, but I, there's, there's a comforting, uh, comforting factor that like I enjoy about new girl. You know what I, uh, you know what gif I used? I was glad it existed. It's a good feeling. It's a fucking, this is a cool feeling that exists that our, our parents didn't have when you hope uh, a specific gif is out there and it is. It's a nice little feeling. Um, so I follow a Chicago rapper named Monster Mike on Twitter and he's a cool dude and he's a big sports fan and we'll generally we'll like we'll just like DM about sports and stuff and um he uh tweeted at me after the Bulls went up two games to none. I don't even apparently I make fun of Jay Cutler a lot on Twitter. I I don't think I do more than anybody else, but uh he tweeted at me and he was like uh, th- this is what you get for all those shots of Jay Cutler. So uh, I looked for the gif, found it right away of uh, <laughs> of Schmidt saying, I don't know who Jay Cutler is. <laughs> <laughs> wow. The fact that that exists is wild. Yeah. Do you know what's the, what that's from? What part that's from? Uh, uh, I remember him saying that, but I don't, I don't it's, know. Uh, the it's the episode from. where um, I think it's the one with like the, there's something involving a cookie. Uh, with Nick and Schmidt and uh, Schmidt is trying to get Nick to be more um, I guess like affectionate as a friend or whatever and to recognize that like they mean stuff to each other or whatever and uh, Nick says Schmidt we're men and men don't talk about feelings for another man unless that man is Jay Cutler and he responds, I don't know who Jake Cuddler is. <laughs> and he makes it three syllables. <laughs> and it's so good. So there's a gif of him saying, I don't know who Jake Cuddler is. So fucking good. That's about the only conversation that that gif could ever be used in. Literally, someone has to say something about Jake Cutler. <laughs> and that's going down and down and down over the years. But they have Mike Glennon now. That's so fucking funny that they... They're like, we don't want to spend a lot of money on a quarterback who's not that good. Mike Glennon, get over here. Here's $45 million. And that's talking the Chicago Bears.